Welcome in to our third episode of Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. This is, I am, Clay Edwards. I'm joined here in the studio, as usual, by my friend and yours, Miss Kelly Williams with Kelly's Green. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a fantastic Tuesday morning, and I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, you brought a guest with you today. We want to introduce our friend. Yes. So I would love to introduce our friend. So um, we have with us today Ken Newberger with 3MA. Uh, I have known Ken for what? Five years. Five years. Ken and I have worked together uh, yeah. towards the medical marijuana goal. Um, so yeah, so I'm glad to have Ken here. He's the executive director of 3MA among other things, and he is fabulous. And, um, Ken, I will, uh, let you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, my name is Ken Newberger. I'm the executive director of Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, also known as 3MA. Um, I, it's March, which means that we are coming up on a full five years of me working on medical cannabis initiatives in Mississippi. Um, so it's been great. Um, I ran the the Initiative 65 campaign before I started the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association. That's how I got into all this. So it's yeah. been a fun one. Good and stuff, that's huh? how, yeah, Ken, and Ken and I had the opportunity to work together um, in that regard uh, as it relates to Initiative 65. So, um, yeah, Ken is a, a doer. He definitely gets it done. He did a fantastic job with Initiative 65, and he's done a fantastic job with uh, uh, being the executive director of 3MA. Um, can you what's it, tell us a little bit about I you know I know uh, obviously I should know about three MA. Right. So uh, <laughs> uh, most of what we do um, because medical cannabis is such a uniquely politically charged issue. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of what we do is advocacy um, with government across the state, making people realize that medical marijuana companies that are coming to Mississippi are not you know the evil spawn that they might think they are and they're actually mm-hmm. helping invest into the the state of mississippi as a whole and then right now we're back at work in the legislative session trying to get some substantial improvements to the bill that we passed last year okay anything that you can uh you feel free anything you can talk about specifically yeah i mean our the biggest stuff that we've been focused on is uh patient access so yeah. if you go get a, a card i don't know if y'all talked about this last week but if you go get a card right now you're subject to a, a, a urinalysis um, or okay. a, a drug test that, that the doctor may or may not use to determine whether or not you should be certified. Um, that is mandated um, as of now. We're, we're removing that mandate. Um, we're also giving physicians a lot more agency to help with the process of gaining a card on okay. the administrative side. So that that's mostly what we've been focused at about so, on this issue. So they could – this goes back to what you mm-hmm. what got you fired up to begin with in the yeah. court stuff. Yeah. So they can – I was not aware of this. They can – they have to force you to take a drug test, and if you fail that, theoretically, they, theoretically they can say, "Oh, well, you're getting it illegally." Just like uh, I used to, I used to be prescribed pain pills for my back, like, mm-hmm. like uh, opioid pain pills for my back, and I would have to go take a drug test to make sure I was taking the pain pills. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. You, okay. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the reverse of that. Interesting. They're, okay. They're drug testing you to make sure you're not already taking the drug that you need. Well, and, they, they're not. Or the there's medicine. No, um, there's no mandate for what they should be looking for. It's actually just completely at the discretion of the doctor whether or not um, it matters. Uh, so we're not it, – it's an un- unnecessary mandate. Uh, now, obviously, as a patient, if your doctor is, is worried that for some reason something you're taking 
uh, either legally or illegally would negatively impact your ability to use medical marijuana, then that's between you and your doctor. But but mandating it from the state is that's the unfair thing. Uh, agreed. Sure. sure. Agreed. And and just so I'm clear, it's the the mandates in the bill, but but it stops with the test uh there's no there's no indication of what that that what, what the doctor should for. or should not use okay the test interesting for. so it's literally could be used for nothing or it could be used to start a discussion right. or something which is why leaving it making it an optional thing for the for the doctor is preferred because no. it sure. should be at their discretion and let's be honest they make money on these tests yeah yeah. Oh, I'm sure somebody does because you have to pay for it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody's running tests for free. <laughs> well, just, 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 just when I go to the doctor, you know, once every six months to get my sleeping medicine refilled, I have to take the, take the test. And I, that $20 test probably shows up as a $100 test on that bill. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a racket. Yeah. I mean, definitely somebody makes money on testing. That, and there, and sure. there are certain things that we do mandate testing for. Um when it comes to drugs in the medical space. So I, it's it's not unheard of, but they know what they're looking for, and there's a reason for it as opposed to this seems to be contrived. So that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, a few minor uh, other tweaks mm-hmm. here and there, uh, improvements for advertising um, for dispensaries to tell patients, hey, if you're coming here, this is what we'll be having, and this is what it looks like uh, in our store. You know, right now there there's some contentious uh, language that may or may not allow dispensaries to show prospective patients or patients what they would be purchasing when they walk in. So okay. this, there's some clarifying language that says dispensaries absolutely can on their website show patients, hey, you'll be buying this flour or these cartridges or, or these tinctures. You know, that So that gives them a lot more clarity. We, we talked about that last week to an extent, mm-hmm. some, and I, yeah. I, I found it like in my mind – I was visioning walking in somewhere and it being kind of like what a vape shop or tobacco store is. Now everything's under a glass counter. You can look at it and you see what you're purchasing. But that is not the case at all. Well, in-store it is. Yeah. But like you, you can't – so for example with packaging, you can't have anything. You can't walk out of that dispenser with anything where you, that's transparent. Yeah. You can't you – know, you can't see you – know, all the packaging has to be child-resistant. It has to be um, not transparent. It, uh, it has – I guess is that – you know – it has to be um, – it can't be anything that appeals to – or that sh- would appeal to a child. Sure. Um, no no cartoon graphics or no cartoon characters or child – you know, c- characters that are popular. Or child. And for that matter, you can't even have um, like a – like your, the gummies and things have to be what? Like, G- like sh- shapes. Right. I mean, you can't have – you can't have a, a, a Flintstone guy. I use Flintstone because, you know, my kids take Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> right. But the point is you can't have like a, a Flintstone or a um, like a SpongeBob. I don't even know. Like, right. Yeah. No, all the, the, no, no cartoony right. letters even. You right. can't have, you know, bubbly letters or anything. But um, it's kind of – it's always funny because you know, my son's – he'll be three in a month. And yeah. The thing that appeals to him the most is the cardboard box. So, I mean, he loves I mean it. that's that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you know, somebody gave me some CBD gummies recently, and they, to your point, they're just round. Just, yeah. they, they just like cough drops. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no, sh- and that's fine. I don't, I don't care. Sure, sure. But I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I do, but it does seem like a bit of an overreach at times as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd buy gummy bear gummies or anything i think i think i'd yeah. never it's just i'd feel like a child I'd be, right, i wouldn't right. even want to buy those yeah things. it's certainly yeah and i get it it, it doesn't feel medicinal and no. uh and I, I totally get protecting children as a child i totally 
tested the limits of Flintstone vitamins to see what, exactly how many I could overdose on. The, 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 the number is limitless. There, there's no amount. <laughs> Gotta love a Flintstone vitamin. Um, yeah, that's funny. So, uh, so what else um, is, uh, so does 3MA work with um, patients as well, or is that, or do, we, or, or do we, you work with? We work with a lot of patients on an individual basis. Yeah. Um, I mean, people call us all the time saying they're having a hard time navigating the uh, portal yeah. to apply to be a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we try to offer services there. We, we pitch people often to the Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance uh, yep. to help, you know, kind of create a, a more of a patient-centric uh, group. Um, we care about patients, but we are 100% a business-focused or- organization. We care about making sure that the businesses of the state are promoted, well-represented, and that people realize that we're just another business trying to do good in the world. Right. Absolutely. I, I uh, second that. You know, I'm a big 3MA fan. Yeah, I, I, uh, so, uh, and, and yeah, so you mentioned MCPA, that's, uh, Angie Calhoun. We had her on the show. It was, uh, I don't know if it was last week or week before. Last week. Um, yeah, but yeah. Angie's doing some great things for patients and remind everybody that if you're a patient and you have a question, you could always go to MCPA, um, and contact those guys and they will help you out a lot. Um, so when we were here last week, uh, last week was the, uh, Clinton vote for the opt out, uh, or, or excuse me, for the opt in um and so we talked a little bit about opt-outs um when the bill was signed in uh i think it was february 2nd of 2022 that the bill was signed Mm -hmm. and um correct me if i'm wrong but i if i recall i think um municipalities or counties had like 90 days to opt out so everybody was every jurisdiction was presumed to be in unless you affirmatively opted out by may 3rd i think it was was the date Right. Um, and so I think we had around, I, I think I said this, this figure last week, I can't remember now. I want to say it was around 17 or 18 municipalities, or counties. is it by uh, counties, and then maybe yeah. like 90 municipalities? Yeah, or? It, was, it was somewhere, it tracked about with the vote of the state, where it was somewhere around all our muni- municipalities and counties together, 25% mm-hmm. of them opted out. Interesting. Um, okay. So it, it it tracks pretty well with the actual vote. With the actual mm-hmm. vote. Yeah. That's interesting. So let's go back. When we talk about the vote, we're talking about which vote are you talking about? Uh, the Initiative 65 vote in okay. 2020. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the, the vote. I, yeah, well, that was I, such a big day <laughs> sure. ingrained in my uh, in my mind that there I was like, There is no hey. other vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, so let's go back to that. That tracked um, across the state. Would you say about so that's about seventy five or seventy four mm-hmm. yeah. something like that? About yeah. a, um, about three fourths of the state voted in favor of that. That's right. Okay, um, so uh, so let's see. So Clinton was one of the votes, uh, one of the jurisdictions that opted out. Correct. Right. That's correct. Um, and so uh, for uh, under the bill, if you opted out, then um, there were a few ways that citizens could um could try to get to to get a vote on there to opt back in and they are um uh, i'm just looking at some notes here citizens could present uh, a petition with at least 20 percent or 1500 whichever is the lesser of qualified electors of the county or municipality is that correct that's correct okay Uh, i sound like a lawyer is is that correct (laughs) um So, uh, and then the election was put on by the county or the municipality, right? And I think they had like 60 days uh, was the window to do that? So they have to call it within 60 days, but with a, a minimum of 15. So that's what Clinton did. Um, okay. There's 50, 15 days, I think, after the signatures were adopted. Oh, so they did um, really they fast. Turn it around, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that vote was had uh, last, a week ago. Yeah. Today. 
Um, and we talked about it a little bit. We just we mentioned it um, that it was going on. So uh, I think everybody was sort of split on whether or not they thought it was going to pass. And um, actually, it did not pass. I'm not. Right. I, I actually wasn't really surprised. Um, you know, Clinton did vote overwhelmingly in favor of Initiative 65 as opposed to 65A. Um, well over 7,000 people voted for it, um, but only about 900 people voted for it last week, and I think it was 1,300 voted against medical cannabis. So you had roughly 2,100 people show Just, up to vote in right. on an issue that was voted three or two and a half years ago by. Over 10,000 people. Um, so it, it it's very different. You're dealing with a different beast when you're talking about special elections. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, I wasn't super surprised to see it fail. I mean, we've seen, I think, two or three other opt-ins happen. Um, and Lincoln County is, I think, the only one that succeeded. And it narrowly succeeded. I mean, it was like 52 to 48. Okay, interesting. So who all, um, do you recall what those other mm-hmm. ones are? I'm just curious. I, I know Lincoln County, and they passed. Do you know what the pass was for that? I I I remember the percentage. It was like 52%, but I don't remember the actual number. It, it was like 150 votes positive oh, there. Oh, gosh. I mean, okay. it was not. It was close. It was very, very close. Um, and, and not not as – it was a lot closer than the Initiative 65 vote uh, because when you hold elections not on the same day that, you know – Donald Trump and Joe Biden are on right. the ticket, right? Just be, not as many people show up for that election. Oh, you uh, think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we held an election this year in November about, you know, how do you feel about medical marijuana? You know, do you want your county to opt in or opt out? I have a pretty strong feeling that there are enough people who would show up to say yes. Well, then they can't yeah. promote the date either, right? That's right. Well, yeah, that that's a great point. That is a great point, um, which – which, again, I know nothing about any of the municipalities, but, uh, at, you know, strategically thinking if I was not going, if I did not want the op, if I didn't want it to win, I would bring it quickly. Right? right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, 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 mean, mean strategic, I mean, I guess there's a strategy maybe for everything. Th- there's but. also other things for municipalities to consider is the cost of an election. You know, when sure, sure, uh, when to actually bring yeah. everything forward, how, how they expect it. And, and that's that's just up to the county or the right. municipality to determine how to, how to host it. Because um, if you can't wait, you know, if this had been if they'd been turned in in October, right, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. September, yeah. then they might have said, "Hey, look, it's not going to cost us extra to just slap this extra thing on the ballot in November." Um, might have printed a few extra ballots, but that's it. Right. Uh, so they might wait the full sixty days then, where they wouldn't now because they just want to knock it out. So yeah. there are other factors. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about that. The cost of a special election, um, obviously, just uh, adding a adding a, a an additional election as opposed to slapping something on a ballot that's already going to exist. I could see where that would be an increase in cost. That's right. Um, right. Let's, uh, we need to take a break real quick. Right. Hi. Um, this hi. is Grow Your Know with uh, Kelly's Green here live in the Matt Flower Studios. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Yeah. Presented by Kelly's Green, Central Mississippi's uh, premier fully Integrated vertical medical marijuana company based right out of Jackson. I got to take a tour of that place last week, and wow, you know, you know, I think here as kind of Southerners, and you know, we uh, in the Bible Belt, we hear marijuana facility, we think about the things we've seen on TV, and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, like just this greenhouse and all these black lights everywhere, and this, that, and the other. And you walk in, and you realize that this is a tier one uh, medical. Uh, medicine facility it's it, top notch 
I mean, just absolutely phenomenal facility. And, and I knew that, but until you walk through it and you see it with your own eyes and you see the scope of this thing and how it's all put together, you're like this. And you know, y'all know my thing is Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how bad it's gotten and how great it used to be. And I looked at this and it really wrapped my head around it for the first time. I said, this type business over here where you're at is going to help save the city. It's going to bring out, it's going to breathe entirely new life into it. And you know what, if these other little areas around like Clinton and whatnot choose that it ain't for them, I think this is going to be a huge win for Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, opening its arms up and wrapping it around this industry. And uh, you guys have uh, dove headfirst into that. And mm-hmm. one of the things you hang your hat on is being from here. Right. right. And, and, and reinvesting into this community. And uh, I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. You're yep. very welcome. I appreciate that. Um, we worked, you know, we, we have been working on this um, since 2018, frankly. Um, and even before that, my first, you know, sort of, I won't say my first, I've, we've always, I've always worked in cannabis in Mississippi, specifically with defending families and children in that regard. Um, and we could talk about that for, for days. But um, and then, uh, you know, drafted some legislation in 2016 that was passed in 2017 that had to do with families and um, marijuana use. And so uh, and then dove right into the Initiative 65 when I saw it coming up on the horizon. And, um, yeah, so it, it, we have been in this fight. I, I, I am proud to say that we are the only company that has been in the fight since the inception i mean from 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 the since before the beginning um, we have been fighting for for this uh for for mississippians and and part of that there's no there there's no secret about you know about some of the things that have inspired me one of those was my niece who had ewing sarcoma she survived um she battled that for 3 years though in um and and uh, watching that ex- that that experience uh for her and her parents and um it really makes you go back to the drawing board and and say, you know, why why are why are we required why why are people suffering when they don't maybe they don't have to? I mean, I know some suffering is not mitigatable, but but a lot is, and and we should be trying everywhere we turn um, to mitigate suffering in a responsible, effective way, safe, responsible, effective way. Uh, and so that was, and then of course my my uh, my experience with my father who died of Alzheimer's in 2018. So um, those those journeys were very different, but they they impacted me. Um, and uh, and so yeah, we we just we just have been fighting for it, and uh, we never gave up. And we have taken some gut punches, <laughs> yeah. no the, question. Uh, you know, uh, the, the supreme. My, my wife yeah. can describe. Uh, the month of, of May and, and June, May fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, she can she can explain that a lot more better a lot better than I can. I I try to block it from my memory. Um, that was a tough time. Yeah, it was it was a, a lot of work had gone into that, and uh, in a, in a moment, in a second, uh, reading a, the reading of a sentence and an opinion changed everything. Um, but 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 yeah, we've worked from the beginning, and it was important. We chose Jackson for a reason, like you just said. We we did choose Jackson. I grew up here. I'm born and raised here. Um, I have three children, and they are—they have been here. We've all been educated here. I have a grandchild, and she's—you know—we are—we are true Mississippians, and um, and we have uh, hired Mississippians. Um, if you come in our cultivation facility, you will see Mississippians working in there. And so, shout out to all the folks in the uh, in the grow room that I met the other day. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Play Edward Show listeners may very, very much appreciate it. Yeah. You got lots of fans with <coughs> us. You have lots of fans with us. So. I appreciate it. Um, I'm fans of y'all. So it's a, it's a give and take thing. Yeah. Well, um, well, anyway, thank you. We, and we do, we, we have done our uh, best to design our facility um, to be uh, a medicinal, a medicinal level facility. Yeah, no, it really is going on. And I implore anybody, if you get the opportunity to take a tour of one of these places, especially if you're on the fence about what this is, you know, and what it means to people, I highly encourage you to take the opportunity and, and go see what they're doing at these places. It is not what you may think. It is not reefer madness that they would have you <laughs> think. It is a, it's a phenomenal Phenomenal. What's it called? Horticulture. What's it, what's gardening called? Uh, well, horticulture, agriculture, whatever. Horticulture. Yeah. I mean, you these people know what they're doing, and it's a it's a phenomenal deal to go and, see. And I just want to plug, you know, three MA a little bit. So if you're for some reason not in the Jackson area and can't go to a place like Kelly's, and you're somewhere else in the state, you know, give us a call. Uh, we've got members all over the state who want to show off what they're building and what they've done. So yeah, we'd love to help arrange tours anywhere in the state where you are. Good yeah. stuff there. Good yeah. stuff. And and I will add, um, I, I did, I did want to just add one thing that we were talking about, and I, I know I've talked about this before, but I always want to add it when I get the chance. When we talk about opt-outs, we are not talking about <clears throat> patients' ability in those – so people in Clinton or people in wherever, um, they can they still they can still get medical marijuana. They can still just – as long as they go get their card. I mean, <laughs> let me make that clear. As long as you have a card. Um, it just affects the businesses. So, um, you know, I have a lot of people ask me that, uh, hey, if my, if my city opts out, can I, can I, is it still legal for me to have medical marijuana? And I, I said, yes, absolutely, as long as you have a card and you've done it, you've gone through the process. It only affects the business's ability to be in those jurisdictions. Which makes it all the more silly for them to, to not allow them in there. But, yeah. again, to each their own, if the people vote and that's where they vote, then so be it. That's what they vote. That's right. Yeah. Um, that, that's right. Let it, 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 let it land where, where the, where the chips will fall. So, um, I, I wanted to, I had a question, so mm-hmm. I wanted to switch gears a little bit. I had somebody ask me a question and I, I had to say candidly, I do not know. And so, um, I wanted to ask you, cause I think you might know a little bit about, uh, Kratom, is that right? Yes. Okay. And, and Clay probably knows a good bit as well. Okay. I, well, I am the odd man out here. I, I literally have been so, um, so you know, neck deep in medical marijuana for so many years now that I really don't know about anything else. Um, but I did have somebody ask me that, and they said, you know, is kratom or medical is is medical marijuana like kratom? And I said, well, frankly, I can tell you a lot about medical marijuana. I can tell you nothing about kratom, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, so, so is it, I mean, can, can you answer, what, what can well, you tell us about that? Um, so the short answer is no, it's, okay. it's not like it. It's got some things that are similar, but you know, marijuana deals with the endocannabinoid system right. and, and Kratom do, deals with your opioid receptors. Um, not in the same way that opioids and synth- synthetic opioids that we currently use, you know, that are prescribed to you do. It's, it's a much different, uh, reaction and it also doesn't hit all of your opioid receptors but is it deals with an entirely different part of your your body um that said kratom does have sometimes similarly relaxing effects and sometimes similar similarly stimulating effects like uh, a lot of other drugs do and and clay do you want to talk a little bit about yeah sure so i've been taking kratom for five years Oh my gosh! Okay, I didn't even realize I was sitting with experts. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, what is? That? Well, I don't know that I'm an expert, but I'm just the loudest person sure. on, on radio about it. And you know, every year they've tried to ban it down here at the Capitol, and every year I raise hell about it and call them out and drag them across the hot coals over it because it's just something else that works. 
And mm-hmm. the second that our legislators try to ban something, I know, like, oh, that must work. That's what made me try it for the first time. I said, like, oh, they're trying to ban this? I've been hearing about it for a while. Let me try <laughs> it. Great. And That's... and I'll be dang, oh it, it, it worked. It, and so it doesn't, to me, it does not help with pain. That's, I, I know some people will say it does, and to each their own. What it does for me is it eliminates the craving for pain medicine. That that little okay. itch in the back of my brain that says, "Man, wouldn't the Lord set be great today?" Kind of help get you over the hump, little little happy, yeah. little motivation. It, it it fills that void. It fills that gap. Um, and it, it, I have bad anxiety, mm-hmm. and I, I've talked about like marijuana for me does not work for that purpose. At least maybe I had the wrong strand. Whatever the case may be, sure, sure. Kratom does. Interesting. You know, okay. Little small dose of kratom uh, gives me energy. Gets me through the kind of over that hump. Uh, helps me with anxiety. I'm the kind of guy who would, if I could go into say like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and it's loud and bright and a lot of stuff going on, I'd need a shot or two of. of a, I'd have to walk straight in and get a couple shots to Just bring my down. bring things down a notch. Mm-hmm. I could take a couple pills, a couple of kratom, thirty, forty five minutes before I go, and I'm walking in fine. Interesting. You know, so I mean, all my all my hot buttons that push me into anxiety mode, mm-hmm. it eliminates from a social anxiety standpoint. So um, <clears throat> I would love for it to be more regulated. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. Uh, getting out of gas stations. I think I told y'all last week, I would love that, to get medical grade Kratom here right. and to, to know what I was getting and this, that, and the other. Unfortunately, that's not really an option here, um, or at least that I have found. Well, there was um, there was a, a bill to try to try to get that going with the uh, Kratom TNF Teen Consumer Protection Act um, that passed the House this past uh, session. Uh, it died last week okay. um, in the Senate. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're planning to revisit it next year. It would just add clarity to what you're purchasing. You know, th- there is some So some right overlap. now it's totally unregulated. Is that right? Okay. Right. And okay. That, that's that's kind of where where the problem okay. happens in in, in much mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying is that uh Clay is that when something is is effective, right? And it's unregulated, there is a knee-jerk reaction to ban it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's effective, there are often some negative effects with it as well. So you get adulterated stuff, and right, you know, right. And so, so the the solution, you know, I'm just not a ban kind of guy. I, I no. want I want regulation. Uh, I, I think medical marijuana is the best evidence of it. Um, so hopefully, we'll see that regulation come to creative next year in in a good. Well, you know, effect. I call it acceptable tyranny. Acceptable levels of tyranny. Really, I would, I would think, you know, I, I would like to know what I'm buying. I think if you're going to sell it, it right. should have on the package what, what's in it. Right. You know, but if I want to buy it at a gas station, then so be it. I'll buy it at a gas station. Mm-hmm. But I'd still like to know what I'm buying at a sure. gas station. Sure. You know, I would have no problem if I could walk in and buy a pound of pot at the gas station, you know, as long as I know what I'm getting. You know, I think people should be able to do whatever they want to do when it comes to putting things in right. their body. But that's just my opinion. I'm a freedom of let, let the marketplace sort itself out kind of guy. <laughs> You know, but well, uh, I, I know that before the medical marijuana came to Mississippi, you know, there were a lot of, and there still are a lot of CBD, uh, unre- unregulated CBD across the state. And a lot of times, if you go in, especially in gas stations, uh, and ask them, hey, you know, there's this thing that says it's Delta 8 CBD, you know, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Where did it come from? Uh, and, and a lot of times, the, the, Employees there don't even know where it came from, let alone what you would use it for. And, and that's kind of – that's what I think really scares the medical cannabis industry mm-hmm. is that there are people who are trying to sell cannabis-related products and 
don't have the industry knowledge to communicate with customers. It's not even that they, they don't think those customers should have it. We got to take a break. But to your, you know, to y'all's point about uh, about the law about no the way they have to market the cannabis or can't market the cannabis. Obviously, CDB and CBD and Kratom do not fall under those same regulations for marketing because everything's a cartoon, a gummy, a this, a that. <laughs> you know, like I, I get the whole marketing towards kids thing because yeah. CBD and Kratom do market the packaging is drawn for kids. Right. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is Grow Your Know with Kelly's Green right here on 1039 WYAB. All right, welcome back into Grow Your Know, presented by Kelly's Green. Joined here by Kelly Williams and Ken Newberger. Newberger, yeah. Got it right. Got it right. All right, guys, I'm going to pass the mic over to you, Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you, Clay, and uh, thank you, Ken, for being here today. Um, so we were, before we went to break, we were talking about um, Kratom, uh, and we, we um, and I, some interesting comments from, from both of you. I, I just was, I guess, I don't know. So be, so so buried in medical marijuana that I'm just not uh, not not seeing anything else. But um, so what I'm hearing from you, Clay, is that uh, is that really it? Maybe for you, at least from what you just said, that you know, kratom is 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 helpful with perhaps helping with addiction. Yeah. So a lot of the people I know <clears throat> who are addicted to pain pills mm-hmm. specifically uh, switched over to Kratom as they were weaning off the pain pills and it, it and it allowed them to safely detox from pain pills and now they they uh, they take the Kratom people say oh well you're trading one addiction for another uh, trust me it's it's a much safer more manageable situation going to get Kratom much more affordable because mm-hmm. uh, you can get a week's worth of Kratom for 20 bucks even if you take way more than you should you can spend sure. about 20 bucks a week uh, obviously it, I think the street value for uh, pain pills now shot up around twenty dollars or so a pill. Mm. So think about the, the that is crazy. Think about the crime that is associated with people trying to support a, what a three four hundred dollar a day habit and five hundred dollar a day habit depending on how many pills you're taking. Right. I mean, I need people who are taking twenty pills a day, twenty yeah. like twenty Norco's yeah. a day. That's stuff crazy. of that nature. Yeah. Um, and whenever you talk about and, and at some point. You know, depending on obviously, if you're if you're taking a, an opioid, and first, I'm my disclaimer as a lawyer, I'm, I'm not make we're not making any claims about anything that any medical marijuana kratom or anything, no medical claims being made here. We're talking about people's experiences right. with it. It's all sure. anecdotes. That's right. Um, and so, um, but but that's important. I mean, yeah. that's important. I, I think I think we should talk about that. Um, but uh, it's it's it is interesting. Any time that you're you you move from the the legal market to the black market, and it's is even if you start off with with opioids taking as prescribed, and perhaps you have a problem with them, and you end up taking more, or you end up whatever buying from other people or buying you know on the black market. You know that there there's all kinds of safety. Uh, I mean, we talk about fentanyl, we talk about crime, we talk about. Uh, all of that. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the regulations they they the, the war the, the war on opioids that started under the Trump administration. While on the surface it, it it made a lot of sense, but the trickle down effect of that was there was a lot of people who made it extremely hard to get their medications. Right. So they turned to heroin. black market That's heroin. Right. Uh, there are pills being pressed in you know in neighborhoods around Jackson that aren't what they say they are. Right. You know, one pill can kill the fentanyl. All that. Um, so Kratom is saving lives. Uh, I've, I've interviewed uh, hundreds of people 
who swear it saved their life. And I, I get that there's been some people who have a bad situation, but man, you can overdose on Tylenol. That's right. If you take too much. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, so I've also, I've talked to a couple um, people in not necessarily the the medical field, but in the scientific field that that do studies on this. Um, And they all say that Kratom, off of preliminary studies, right? These are not full-fledged, you know, FDA is going to approve it tomorrow kind of studies. But these are preliminary studies, they say. What they find is um, Kratom is pretty safe. Uh, and, and pretty effective, um, but it does not always play well with other drugs. And it, actually, those complications of using multiple drugs together is, is usually where you see bigger problems with kratom arise than just kratom itself. Yeah, um, you know, and, and that makes sense. Like I say, for for me, it's the only thing I take as far as any kind of foreign mm-hmm. substance or whatever you want to call it. Right. So uh, I'm not going to have an interaction with other other chemicals in my body with it. Right. But in and of itself, it seems to have no negative side effects. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because if it, um, if I understood you correctly, if it, if it affects the opioid receptors in your body, then that might, then that would make sense that if you're taking other things that right. perhaps also, uh, hit, the, hit those same receptors that's right. or hit that's different. Right. Yeah. That's right. Very interesting. I, I know there's been this, a lot of people saying, or oh, there's a lot of people in rehab from Kratom, and I have a, this is clearly just Clay's theory, and I can't back this up with any data. I think a lot of people are actually, have fallen off the opioid wagon, and they want to, they feel guilty about that, so they're telling people, oh no, I got addicted to Kratom, I'm in here for Kratom, mm-hmm. but I truly think that most people are probably, that are saying they're in rehab for Kratom are probably in there because they got back on opioids, and it's just that less of that public shame to say, Oh, the, I was doing the same that they said was okay and got yeah. addicted. You know, again, that's just my theory. I can't sure. back that up with anything, but that's what I would do. Yeah. Well, and that, there, there again, there's another reason. I'm a, I'm a big advocate for treating addiction as a, as a, um, not as a criminal issue or something to, to shame. I mean, people who are in, in active addiction do enough to shame themselves. You know, they don't need other people shaming them. I'm a big advocate of treating that as a health care issue, uh, a complex health care issue. Um, and uh, not as a criminal issue or as a shaming issue. or um, And I think that, that we, when we look around the, the world to see other jurisdictions or other countries who have done that, um, they, we have, they have seen success um, treating uh, addiction and, um, as opposed to some of our approaches that we've done here in this country. Um, I wanted to, before we run out of time, I wanted to ask Ken about, so I also get questions about um, the appetite on the federal level or the status of anything, you know, we all know that um, mar- cannabis, uh, marijuana, whatever, whatever you want, I, I, I use them interchangeably, and I know so do I. people people who like one over the other always. I'm always getting it from both sides. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I'm always asked, hey, you know, so what is the status? Um, is it still a Schedule One? What happens if it's not? Is there any discussion about removing it from as a status? I mean, removing it as a Schedule One, and so um, I'm always curious. We all know that that will impact states when that happens. My my own feel is that it will impact states less than what most people think it will, because I think, at the very least, it will probably leave a lot of things to the states. I don't necessarily think it will mandate things for for the states. I think it will allow the states to do some things if they want to. That's just my that's feel. We could talk about that for days, but that's but but what what about the federal? Yeah. Level? So um, I guess let me answer first where we're at federally. Mm-hmm. Um, what might happen, and then I'll, I'll address some of the stuff about sure. where how it impacts states. So um, 
there it is still schedule one at the federal level uh Mm -hmm. we are seeing more and more pushes at the federal level to try to address that um it's becoming bipartisan uh Mm -hmm. in in some ways usually you'll have bipartisanship in one chamber and that same session you lose bipartisanship in the other uh which is kind of sad uh, Mm -hmm. because what happens is you'll have let's say the house votes on something that they can all agree on and and you get bipartisan support from from both republicans and democrats and then it gets to the senate and the senate uh, recently, the Senate Democrats, because they've been more in power, uh, you know, they want more progressive, uh, you know, retribution style uh, changes mm-hmm. uh, because of how people have been vilified for using marijuana. Right. Um, and then, you know, you'll have the flip side, whereas if the Republicans get, uh, get the ball from the other chamber, they'll say, well, we want no, uh, uh, you know, retribution. Uh, ret- restoration type right, stuff right um and, and and we just want to cleanly say from now on it's legal and you know the past is in the past that's kind of a big gridlock in in mm-hmm. washington is is that that political divide um we seem to get be getting closer and closer to at least legalizing the safe banking act mm-hmm. uh which i don't think we're going to see big movement on that this year because it's a presidential year mm-hmm. well the next, the next two next years year, yeah. because, it, you know, the presidential cycle is already starting to eat up, you know, discussion, you know, right. <laughs> whether or not the Democrats are going to run somebody against their own candidate and Joe Biden or, you know, who's going to take the reins, Trump or DeSantis or any of the right, other right. people. Uh, that's that's already eating up a lot of the political tabloids. So um, that that's kind of where we're at. How that would impact states, though, um, you're right, it really wouldn't impact you know, consumers very much because they would still leave a lot of that up to the states. The big way it impacts states is with interstate commerce. Right? There is right. no interstate right. commerce right now. And because of – and you're the attorney. I'm not. I, yeah, I only yeah. took a couple classes of con law in college. <laughs> um, but because of the way that the Commerce Clause has been interpreted over time, um, it would pretty much mandate that states with marijuana programs can – interact with each other um you know states that are still not legal would still not be able to to grow purchase sell any of that stuff right um but you know you would still be able to ship from from florida through states without medical cannabis to mississippi and we'd have to work something out between us and that that very much impacts the ecosystems of all these states Mm -hmm. um some are thriving in really big ways like Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, some have been hit with a big glut because they've had it for so long, like Oregon. Hey, we got to take a oh. break real quick. We'll come back, okay. land the plane. Yep. This is Grow Your No. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. All right. Welcome back into Grow Your No with Kelly's Green. We got joined by Kelly Williams and Ken Newberger. I'm going to pass the mic off to Kelly as uh, we say goodbye to our guest today. Absolutely. So, um, Ken, can you tell people how to get in touch with you in 3MA? Yes. Um, so if you go to our website, medicalmarijuanams.com, um, there's a bunch of ways to get in t- touch with us there. There's a contact uh, sheet to, to fill out to get with us. Um, there's an info email, info at medicalmarijuanams.com. That's how to reach us. Absolutely. And remember, if you're a patient, you can also reach out to Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance. Miss Angie Calhoun is great at helping patients. And uh, and then anything you want to know about uh, Kelly's Green, we have educational pieces about uh, physicians, debilitating conditions, uh, anything about the Medical Cannabis Act, 
um, at our website, www.kellysgreen.org. And uh, always happy to educate and inform. See you next week. Thank you.